Welcome to the second ever episode of the Adventure Game Hotspot Network Creator's Corner Podcast. God, I swear I'll get through that at some point. It's only the second episode. Give me time. Uh, we've got a full house today. We are joined by none others than, and I'm just going to go in the order there on my screen right now, One Short Eye. Good evening, sir. Hello, hello. And uh, newcomer, Paul Corman of the CGG Podcast. Hello, mate. Hi, hi. Everybody, I'm Talk hi everybody. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's I'm not true. Hi everybody. Right. Cool. <laughs> and next to him is uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the adventure game geek. Oh hey, oh is that me? Hi. Yes. Hi. That's you, legend. <laughs> it's a vague description and, of all of us, but yeah. <laughs> next up, we have the boss who prefers to not be called the boss, Josh from uh, Weird Gaming Adventure. Hello, everybody. <laughs> the radio personality in yeah. his own right. Welcome back or welcome front if it's the first time joining us. How are you? <laughs> and also from the CGG podcast, we have Anna, whose last name I'm about to butcher, Vig, Vig, Vigay. <laughs> All of those are so beautiful. It's Vig, you, and hey, nice. How's Vig, you. Okay. Anna, Vigly, Vigly. That's a lie. It's not Vig, you. It You're is lying, such a buddy. weird name. I didn't choose it. It got given to me. So oh, well, yeah. You, you go through life being called Plymouth and see how well that takes you. Um, <laughs> the, sin, the sins of our fathers, right? <laughs> and last wow. but not least, we have from Conversation with Curtis, Daniel Albu. Hi. Fresh, fresh and, 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 uh, and with tons of sleep uh, in, in your back pocket, I assume. Mm-hmm. Well, well rested. Kinda. <laughs> this is this is the man who does not sleep. Anyway, welcome one and all to what is supposed to be an hour of good-natured fun and self-promotion and just a little bit of embarrassment comedy thrown in for good measure. Um, so let's go around the room and uh, do the uh, self-promotion first and uh, see if we can uh, oh. extract some nuggets of uh, tips and tricks and, uh, you know, uh, just all-around uh, uh, Good content creation. Th help me out here. Just anyway. Stuff. Words. Stuff. I believe yes. he's looking for See, words. The, the, the point of this. Yes. Do we I mean, do we point. make things here? Is that the is that what we're supposed to be doing in our spare time? Uh, I I assume I'm I'm not entirely clear on what geek does in his off time, but uh, uh, <laughs> I mean the the point of this podcast is to uh, not just uh, sit around and pat each other on the backs, although that is the primary function, but also to uh, uh, you know talk about the way we create content and and maybe even learn a thing or two from each other. If nothing else, you can listen to how I do things and then not do that and possibly be mm -hmm. successful. So. Let's start with uh, with one short eye. So what have you been up to this past month? And what are you working on? 
Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is going to sound like a repeat because it is, but uh, getting down to the wire with the um, uh, the Monkey Island 2 video. So that's that's at the point where I watch it obsessively and take notes and change things and and tear my hair out. So, and, and put stuff. music in. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like a hair shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it, the hair loss is a, a symptom of uh, content creation. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's that's coming down to the wire. That's that's really good. Um, got uh, the interview with Ron Gilbert done, which was which was great. And that actually caused a, I guess, what I've described as a very minor, minor, minor Internet sensation among those who cared. Because in that interview, I asked Ron about... The way that the RNG works at the end of Monkey Island 2 with LeChuck showing up. And then uh, he said he would look into it and get back to me. And instead of getting back to me directly, he made a blog post about it. And then, you know, the the tiny corner of, of Twitter and places were like, oh, oh, my gosh, Ron, you know, released some code. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. So, cool. so that was neat. <laughs> and also, what, a, what an absolute treat to get Ron Gilbert in on the actual video itself. I mean, he, he yeah. sometimes is a little stingy with uh, interviews and he always seems very uncomfortable when he's being interviewed for some reason. He's he's very soft spoken, but he was very kind. And but he, though he did kind of box me into releasing the whole interview because he said on his blog post that mm-hmm. he would post the whole interview when uh, when it's done when it's posted. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess guess I need to release that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. Gotcha, man. Okay, cool. Um, and and uh, just just to, as a brief aside, we were talking about uh, interview uh, styles and, and preparation and such. But and and um, when you interview a legend like Ron Gilbert, do you have to like sit on your hands and not and, and try to not sweat profusely, or do you do what I do, which is get massively drunk the day before and just have a hangover when you interview legendary people? So that one, yeah, I, I was pretty like anxious about um, just because it's it's Ron Gilbert, and you know, um, but uh, and and plus, I, I did that interview at like the end of like a ten hour work shift, so I was like exhausted. Maybe that helped because I was exhausted, <laughs> um, and I'm just like, hey man, how you doing? Let's answer some questions. That's good. Um, <laughs> it was good, but it also helped because I I kind of I pulled the speedrunning community for questions. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, that helped out. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to ask him because just saying, Hey, I, I like your games and, and, and thank, thank you for, thank you for making uh, humongous entertainment games. Cause I can give those to my kids and not worry about them. And they like them. So he was kind <laughs> about that. And you, you didn't ask about the secret of monkey Island, right? Cause that's like, a, no, cause, like, cause we, we, you know, we, we know the secret now. So. All right. Well, uh, moving on to Mr. Corman, uh, newcomer, a part of the CGG podcast. So what does the CGG podcast actually do and what do you do in it? Uh, it does it does words at its listeners. And I, I do half of those words, sir. Can I be done with this question? <laughs> oh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I, I, I actually should. I do want to welcome you guys. Uh, you know, the, the newest of newcomers to the Adventure Game Hotspot Network. Thank you, Paul and, and Anna, for gracing us with your presence and your voices and half those words each, which you know <laughs> collectively create one set of, of podcast words. You know, I don't know. I was going to give the, uh, the mic to Anna at some point as well. Anna and her background noise of power tools or <laughs> industrial <laughs> concert going on in the background. <laughs> uh, 
But I wanted to start with Paul because he's first on my screen. Uh, so, so uh, <laughs> uh, what, Good old what is the CCG podcast got? Uh, what, what have you been working on and what are you, what's coming up? Yeah, I'll be less difficult. I'm sorry. Um, well, it, even those clubs. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I did panic a little. I don't know about froze. <laughs> oh, everyone froze. Oh, no, your video froze. Not. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, and they're all gone. Okay, sorry. So no, CGG podcast, right? It's called Classic Gamers Guild, but it's it is actually an adventure game podcast. It, it wasn't supposed to be, but it was like the victim of a hostile takeover where it started with with myself and Rick uh, from from the Classic Gamers page, and I, I just squatted. I was supposed to be a guest, and I became a co-host, and then Anna came in, and then Rick left, and so. And at that point, it was already kind of an adventure game podcast anyway at that point, because I just don't play any other games. So I just kind of squatted there hard. Like, I, y'all can talk about SimCity, but I don't really know much about it. So turned into an adventure game <laughs> podcast. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. We just beat adventure games to death, whether it's stupid topics or like game specific stuff or whatever. Excellent. Um. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the uh, latter part of the question to to Anna so, so she can talk specifics. But uh, um, meanwhile, we've got Adventure Game Geek sitting next to his Dark Side Detective poster, which is all shades of impressive. Yep. Uh, obviously, you can't see it because this is an audio <laughs> podcast for you. <laughs> right, right. Thank it's, you. Just, just take a word on it. It is very impressive. <laughs> oh yes, but, but, but what's what's up with you? We 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 missed you the last time uh, because of me and my digestive tract. Um, we had to reschedule the recording. Oh 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 oh! Was that oh, okay? Was that was that the reason? It, it was your digestive uh, tract. Indeed. Oh, okay. So, so no, sorry, my my video feed is is kind of stuttery. So I don't know if I'm in the right place right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, quick introductions, and then and then what okay. have you uh, what have you been doing? What have you been working on? I mean, it's kind of in the name. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I would imagine you review uh, oh, RPGs oh, the, and FPS. The adventure, right? Right. So yeah, I, I'm 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 a geek, and I play and talk about adventure <laughs> games. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, pretty, pretty pretty much. Yeah, like yeah, like that 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 name I kind of decided upon. <laughs> Paul's Paul's laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul, Paul finds my so, name really funny. Is it? Is it? <laughs> um, well, adventure game. No, 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 what are you working on right now? Paul, <laughs> sorry. Uh, right now, well, uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure. Like, I, I, I only just, uh, I only just finished um, a video on uh, Beyond the Edge of Owlsgard, uh, which, mm-hmm. if if you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It was like one of my favorite games uh for from last year and i only like yeah i can say last year because i only came out like the very end of the year you know um but uh yeah like a like totally charming game um yeah Mm -hmm. beautiful pixel art and uh you know like i i really love doing that like yeah that uh that video I, i i was looking for like a decent game and like a more wholesome game to do uh after the one before that which was one of the shittiest games that, that I've ever played and talked about, uh, which was uh, Detritus, um, which, <laughs> which lived which, up to its uh, name. I, I, which, I watched which, that video. Yeah, which, which was so awful that I couldn't do it on my own. I actually had to have my friend come and help me out. And then, I, 
Yeah. Let's get well, demonized so, together. Sorry, what's that, Trolls? I, I didn't, I, yeah, you cut out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was just... Oh, right, it, yeah. It, I, it I, I lived up to its name. <laughs> right, as as detritus, as shit. Yeah, yes. I, I I I didn't actually think that. Like, I, I didn't I, I didn't really think that that was like the meaning of the name until we actually went to the location, like the village, and and this guy started going on at me about how detritus meant shit, and I was like, oh really? Is is that right? He's like, yeah, it's shit, it's shit. And I was like, okay, well, I I didn't I didn't think of that. So, <laughs> so but uh, you know, he 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 was in, he was in. <laughs> but like he he was like playing a role though because you know when you go to one of these places like they're you know acting like they're from the 17th century a bit like you know Plymouth Plantation or or, mm-hmm. or something like that but like you know they were kind of really reveling in kind of the whole thing and and re- really getting into it and then and, and then I ended up like burning the box which which people always think is 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 such an extreme thing to do because it's kind of like you're you know burning a piece of gaming history but uh i mean to be honest We're i actually had not to germany here game, so. burning books over here <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> right right well yeah but like that's not the intention at all i'm not burning adventure games like like yeah like yeah all, all the time to like make a point uh, but uh you know like sometimes i think it's justified actually like in, in that right? case uh well i mean uh no <laughs> no no it, uh it wasn't a replica box but it wasn't the box that i paid a hundred bucks for like i, I like <laughs> it's like i i own i only paid like tw- 20 bucks for it so you know it wasn't you know oh. it wasn't so bad but uh, you know i i i wouldn't burn i wouldn't burn a hundred dollar box you know can I ask a, you a question? Anyway, you? sorry, oh. I'm, I'm getting kind of I, I'm getting I'm getting off topic here talking about burning boxes. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but did oh, you? So, so, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask if if they yeah. the people well, what, at the village the had they sorry. heard of the. Oh, I think I think geeks in a little bit of a delay. Um, did they know That's about the how game? His brain works. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, jo- Josh was asking if they if they had heard of Detritus. Mm-hmm. Did they know about the game that had been filmed there at the village? He has oh a God, bigger my, delay you, now than before. <laughs> this is awesome. This is great. Love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's answering oh. questions from the last part. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so delayed. I'm like ruining the the the, the entire podcast. I'm sorry. Just 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 ignore me. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not here. I would never ever ignore you. Oh, there was one uh, lovely uh, little interjection you did from your video uh, where you went to the actual place where there's one guy started talking about oh detritus oh that that game was such a piece of shit we have tons of shit here have you seen the horse stables there's shit everywhere (laughs) yeah uh one last question (laughs) if we can throw that to geek and maybe he can he can answer and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like communicating with like a space shuttle or something like there's a 20 minute delay and then back comes the results um but yes i'm 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 actually in space right now that's the reason See, that makes sense. Now, that was really I was quick. going to ask you quickly, so you've been pumping 
Yeah, it was actually. I think I think it's uh, I think you're you're returning to orbit or something. Um, but you've been pumping out content like really fast paced uh, these these last I don't know. Well, in, in in recent memory, actually, you 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 seem to keep the pace really hot. Uh, how do you how do you stay on top of that? How do you stay how do you you know stay from burning out? And what's your schedule like? Um, hmm, uh, that's, that's a good question. Well, I, I, I probably wouldn't be, um, do it, doing as much, uh, if, if I actually, well, <laughs> honestly, like if I had a day job right now, um, I probably wouldn't, uh, oh my God, everyone's frozen again. Just keep talking. Just keep going. Keep going. Just keep okay, going. Okay, 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 I'm just yeah. going to keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I have, more, I, I have more time right now because I'm kind of between jobs. So, like that, that's why. So, uh, this, you know, and and it does take it takes me a long time uh, to make a video, probably more than you would expect, like just from watching it. Because uh, I spend a lot of time just kind of, you know, going over and over it, and just kind of, you know, making sure that I'm happy with it before I before I release it. Like I, I don't, I don't like posting a video unless I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, okay, it's ready to go. And I'm happy to kind of ha happy to release it, you know? And, uh, more, like, you know, until, until I get to that point, it's almost like I'm incapable of, of <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's almost like I'm like incapable of releasing something if I'm like not entirely happy with it. Um, and uh, very, very rarely did, like does that happen. Like, like the one, the one instance was when I was doing like the Ripper video. Um, but that that had more to do with the fact that I just wasn't really kind of enjoying the game as much, and so I wasn't enjoying making the video. Right. So, like, if I'm not mm -hmm. enjoying myself, like, you know, that's uh, you know, that's like a big problem. You know. And I, I, I think that's kind of reflected in the video, you know. Um, oh, that makes sense. So yeah, okay, uh, so let's uh, let's let's jump yeah. forward to uh, to um, Anna. You'll, you'll, sorry, you'll I, I kind of lost my train of thought. Space shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but but from from Anna Wiggly Wiggly, uh, big way. Uh, so, so we've already heard a uh, massively disjointed recap of what the CGG podcast actually is from Mr. Corman. So, uh, what, what exactly do you guys? Have? No, I know, I know. It, it was a plus. Chef's kisses. Um, but uh, so, so, what, what sort of, uh, what sort of content have you guys been up to uh, since joining the network? I suppose. And what are you, uh, what are you planning on doing in the future? Great. So uh, we just finished up an episode on comfort and consequences, which is kind of like a little pet darling of Paul and I's because, you know, you're talking about consequence being uh, things like save states, perhaps that, that you can't win, but also things like uh, having a consequence like a death in a game versus like being comfortable and just being able to sit back and play a game and have it be a bit more narrative. So that one's out and that one's a lot of fun. Uh, right now I'm playing uh, Gabriel Knight 2. Right for the first time as a grown up, and uh, and we're going to go and do an episode about that because I have a lot of opinions and, and lots of things to say about it, and uh, so so that that's sort of the the two projects that we have on the go right now, and we've been releasing an episode about every two weeks uh, for years now, so you you just can't avoid us. Really, you can even ask your Google speaker at home, CGG podcast. So we're just we're just going to pop up. We're everywhere. We've interviewed, you know, some of the people on the boxes behind me, the Williams and Al Loa, Noah Falstein and 
um, Richard Garriott's been up in there. So no interviews coming up at this point outside of, I think we were taking on the consideration of interviewing everybody here on our podcast about every six weeks, boom, drop that here. And, and just, you know, every six weeks, one at a time to really get in that time and focus. And then it gives everybody, you know, preparation because obviously we're going to be hanging out together for a long time. So that's really all the current projects there. So you went, you, you're, you're going to go from, from Ken and Roberta Williams and Noah Faustine to us. That's yes. kind of a, you guys are a, a huge deal. Do you, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but I am so excited to be here. Seriously. I like no that's, joke. This is awesome. That's the rumor that I have been perpetuating that yeah, like, oh yeah, we're kind of a big deal here. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. totally yeah. ruining it. Okay. So everyone else here, <laughs> yeah. everyone else here is a big deal. And then there's me, but, uh, Gets you're part of the reason that most of us are here. Jeez, man. We, I love you. Your content is, I mean, it's just, oh my gosh, you're everything. I've met you, Trolls. You're yeah, yeah. Anna, your check's in the mail. Jeez, simmer down. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I already am using your CD as a coaster. What more do I need to do here? There, that's the spirit. <laughs> Moving on to Daniel. Uh, it was written on the CD Curtis. when he sent it to me, yeah, by the no, way. I, I'm not I know. I signed, I signed her CD and it's it. <laughs> And I did well, yeah, I was a little tipsy at the time, so I signed it. It makes a great coaster. Love me. Um, <laughs> anyway, so so Daniel, uh, conversations with Curtis. How's Curtis doing? And uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, I just got back from my vacation yesterday, and I finished editing the Roberta Williams interview, which will premiere on Monday. And since the beginning of this podcast, I've been uploading it to YouTube. It's a fifty gigabyte file, and it just finished. So. Jesus. What up? Can, can you reveal how long it is? Is that a secret? Yeah, it's a two-hour interview, but uh, I uh, edit my interviews in 4K because I also record them in HD. So uh, You may as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. More professionals. <laughs> so, uh, so, for example, this is a short interview, so it's 50 gigabytes. But, for example, my interview with uh, Eric Wilmander, which was four and a half hours, it was 120 gigabyte interview and it took an hour to upload so not, not too bad and you say so anyways we have yeah two hours okay two, yep. two hours is a short interview if you when i'm so. interviewing people then it's usually three hours because two the first two hours are just the introductions <laughs> and when i'm interviewing with paul then he usually has a time limit so yeah. we usually cap at about two hours. So since That's we really interviewed good. Roberta, it was me and Tori. It was the first time that Tori saw Roberta since they wrapped up production on Phantasmagoria 1. Yeah, she was the so actress the first playing time Adrian, talk- right? Yeah. So uh, it's the first time they talked in, in 28 years. Cool. And 28 years. Wow. And so it was me. Tori and Paul interviewing Roberta Williams. Nice. Did she wear an orange shirt? I just have to ask. No, she did not. Okay, good. And we also recorded, I recorded an interview with Mark Ferrari, uh, who's the designer on Loom and the, and the Secret of Monkey Island. And we also recorded an interview with Ron Gilbert, uh, which He's is everywhere. why I asked is why I asked Juan Shortai to wait with the release of his interview with Ron Gilbert. 
See, that's what the network is really about. That's what the Adventure Game Hotspot <laughs> network is really about. We all yeah. simmer in the same yeah. stew. Delaying everyone else's content. Yeah, yeah it's like Daniel and, and, and Paul put out two videos a week. Matt puts out a video once every three months. But you better wait, buddy. <laughs> that one, that one short yeah. eye is going to get a lot shorter. I, I mean, he he's said that he's working on the same thing he said the last podcast which was the Island <laughs> yeah, speed run, which is the same thing he told me like in january when he asked yeah. me if i if he can use a part of my interview with aaron giles so asking him to postpone the the release of his interview <laughs> is a no-brainer i'm not asking him for much <laughs> well let's uh, let's let's flip that one back to uh, to one short eye so how do you feel about the interpolitics of interviewing <laughs> the same person and being bossed around by uh, well, members I'll, of the network. A, 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 a few thoughts. I, I'm new to the uh, you know uh, the the interpolitics, so I don't, don't know what to think about that. I mean, Daniel can boss me around all he wants. I kind of like it, um, so that's okay. <laughs> but uh, it was hot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it is it, like you don't have to think too hard. <laughs> But okay, but I'm going to anyway. So shut up. Um, We're all too nerdy for this. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how how we would feel about if if we. I, I almost want to coordinate it just to be obnoxious about it to uh, to release the interviews on the same day. But uh, in deference to Daniel, <laughs> well, I guess uh, we I guess our interviews it. are a bit different. They're they're going to be unless you asked him about speedrunning. Um, they're probably a well. Bit you different. asked him about speedrunning, and since. Um, Paul and I interviewed Ron, so half of the questions are very specific questions about Return to Magellan and his games and and various things that haven't been asked, I think, that haven't been asked before. And half of the questions are more about the person that is Ron Gilbert from mm -hmm. Paul's side. So yeah. it's going to be yeah. interesting. I'm I want to be greedy. Uh, I want to see them all at once now. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to say, there's not going to be, I mean, uh, joking aside, there's not going to be much of an overlap between the topics covered in those two interviews, I would imagine. Oh, no. I, Sounds I like wrong. I, I am curious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was just saying, I was just no, I, I, I'm, like I'm, really, I'm, I'm looking forward to Daniel's interview, though. I will be curious to see what, what Ron had to say there, because our conversation was relatively brief just because of the, the time that, that I had and because. The questions I had for him were pretty pretty narrow, half an hour. <laughs> oh, we talked that's, for two hours. That's how yeah. long interviews usually are, Daniel. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't accept accept that answer. Half an hour for an interview is nothing. It normally is nothing. That's that's probably the shortest interview I've done. But uh, yeah, I just in the context of the video, I, I asked him a few format. questions about speedrunning, and then I asked. You know, I pulled my community for for like or my like speedrunning the people who speedrun Monkey Island too for like, hey, I'm talking to Ron Gilbert anyway. Uh, do you have any questions for him? So, and only like one of those was technical. So, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> uh, some of my upcoming interviews, um, I I scheduled at first up until this point, I scheduled an interview every two weeks to give myself one week to edit the interview from the week before. And then handle the the social media posts and stuff like that without um, worrying about handling the questions for the upcoming interview. But from this point on and for the entire summer, I'm going to have an interview every week, me interviewing someone 
not including the interviews that me and Paul will have during the summer. So we're going to have tons of interviews. Just this month, I'm, I'm interviewing this, this Thursday. I don't know if you call it this Thursday or next Thursday. How do you call it? Don't, don't go off on the back tangent. We're, gonna, yeah, yeah. We're, we're recording on a Saturday, so confusion is, is yeah. rampant. But yeah, it, w- it would be this Thursday if it's the coming Thursday. Okay, so, so anyway, uh, this Thursday, the, the 15th of June, I'm interviewing Dave Grossman, and I'm interviewing him so that I'll be able to edit and release it on the 25th, which is the 30th anniversary of Day of the Tentacle. So Whoa. it was well planned. Yes. And and the week after I'm interviewing Anson Jew, who's an animator who worked at LucasArts and worked on a bunch of stuff that wasn't released, which is super interesting. Like he worked on the first versions of the dig and he worked on various animations in Loom that weren't released. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation. And the week after that I'm interviewing Larry Ahern, uh, who worked oh, on okay. Curse of Monk Allen, among others. The week after that, I'm interviewing Dan Connors. The week after that, I'm interviewing Hal Barwood. The week after that, I'm, I'm interviewing Brett Mojilewski. The week after that, I'm interviewing Steve Conrad. And we just finished July, and that's like, I don't know, eight interviews. So most and people take it easy over the summer. You decided to work yourself into an early grave. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> but but a uh, super exciting about the uh, Dave Grossman interview. Dave the Tentacle is one of my favorite games of all time. First CD-ROM game I ever purchased, and I will mm-hmm. hold to this day. Even though I get this sort of weird reputation for being a Sierra guy, I will point to Dave the Tentacle as an absolute masterclass in adventure game design. Y- you can't top it. It's Unlike just- Space Quest Three, <laughs> get fucked. But. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so so actually, that's that's an interesting question. So is is there like a is there like a game that you guys would uh, see? So 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 Daniel's roping in all of these legends and, and having a chat with them. Uh, One short eye bags uh, Ron Gilbert for thirty minutes. Um, but uh, is there a is, is there a, a person? Is there like a white whale interviewee that you'd love to you know, like pick the brains of? And I'm just throwing that question out. Uh, so whoever first uh, jumps in. One short eye is like really thinking about it. You think, I've got like one. You think it was like an instant, like yeah, of course. I always visibly thinking about it. <laughs> I, I will say, I would love to get, talk to Christy Marks because I grew up not only with her games, but watching Gem. We had like a Gem sleepover party where we all got dressed up as characters from the show and did like Mike stuff, and so that would be like my ultimate, ultimate person. I would love to talk to. Yeah, Do you that's like a good your one. eye with like stars and stuff like that, like going full gem, like Barbie gem. Is oh yeah, we did the whole with the like the wild makeup going out. We all got we had costumes and airband, right? It was we were like ten awesome. years old. Yeah, this this requires, of course, some context for those of you not in the know. So, Christy Marks, uh, mo- probably possibly most famous for uh, Jenna and the Holograms, also designed a game that Roberta Williams then bulldozed uh called the colonel's bequest uh, yes she did she also designed that as well that's a good point and and then you have of course you have conquest of camelot and uh you have the uh conquest longbow. of the longbow yes yeah. two and she'll, fairly and she'll straight up tell you mm-hmm. she'll, t- she'll tell you that roberta bulldozed it too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Not, it's, it's, it's not exactly a secret, is it? There, there, are, there were some public remarks made that Christy Marks had a whole thing going that was then pared down significantly without her involvement, sort of say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as far as I know, for, for uh, Camelot and Longbow, she pretty much had full reign. And those are two like, very underrated, nearly mm-hmm. forgotten gems in the Sierra Library. They're beautiful. Longbow I might be my riddles. favorite Sierra game. It's so no good. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's we got need, great we consequences. Like a- Robin Hood, we need your bow. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? What someone should do, and that what someone is probably going to be me, is get, is play is play through Longbow in Scum VM with the text to speech thing enabled. I've been doing that with Police Quest One VGA, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, so just to hear Robin Hood dispassionately going, we must go to the Sherwood Forest. It'll be fantastic. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Wait, I have a bonus question. Each one of your white whales, how come you haven't interviewed them yet? What's stopping you? Well, can I, can I answer that? Uh, my white whale is, is Tim Schaefer. And that's the that's quite literally the one that I've wanted to interview that I've never had an had an opportunity to. Um, what's stopping me? Well, I'm just this wee little guy, and Tim's uh, Tim's pretty busy now. He has given us some time for like different little marketing stuff, and uh, there's some exciting things that we have going through. But I've never had an opportunity just to talk with him, and he just seems like a damn cool guy. Like he seems yeah, like the kind of guy I want to have a beer go- with. To, to join Cressup on a live stream, mm-hmm. I well, poisoned like, him, uh, so he he wasn't oh, able to make it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, something. Yeah, something tells me he came up with this. Uh, this oh, I can't make it, but uh, but I will actually drop two big pieces of of information the next week. Sounds like Microsoft got a hold of him and says, "Don't go do any interviews before you drop this big information." Yeah, that's that's what, that's what we'll call it. Um, okay, I'll, I'll tell you my white whale, and there's also a very good reason why I haven't interviewed him. I, interestingly enough, it's not a game developer. It's, uh, it's actually Noah Antweiler, the spoony one, which uh, Daniel and, uh, and Paul have, uh, the other Paul, not Corman, uh, the, uh, the Stetler one. You've actually interviewed him and, and talked to him. And he's, he's by far my white whale because one of the reasons I got into making content, YouTube content, and uh, possibly the biggest inspiration for my uh, quote-unquote pissed-off reviews that I do now is basically me just aping Spoonie's style. Uh, and I've always felt like a like a strange little kinship with the dude because he seems to come from that mm. same sort of I'm passionate about what I do, but I'm also not going to take any shit <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so so that's, I mean, I, I, I think we'd have a good time. Um, so yeah, and the reason why I've been not been able to talk to him is, of course, because he took the longest leave of absence of all time and just basically quit talking to anyone until uh, until Daniel and Paul got a hold of him and got him back on, uh, you know, back on YouTube. Yeah, that's it. Uh, 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 Paul, the other Paul, Corman. So, is there a white whale in in your oceans that you've yet had the pleasure to uh, besiege with questions? Wow, it was, it, was, it was almost kind of sexually gross the way you put that. I, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> that I would besiege. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think I've maybe. I think I. I think I peaked already because when we. 
<laughs> I think I peaked already because when we interviewed Ken Williams, it was supposed <laughs> to just be Ken. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> it was supposed to just be Ken and Roberta. He he talked Roberta into coming onto the interview from from out the bottom of the boat. And this was this was before Roberta was has, was doing interviews. Like her, she had been completely radio silent except for that Netflix show. What she done? So like it was the the first time she came out and it was just such a cool experience. Cause we got to tell her like, like she didn't know about wadget. Eye. like, she didn't know I'm using them more as an example of where adventure games are. Like she had no idea. There's like this gigantic, well, okay, take it easy. She had no idea there was like a community and, and you know, people making a living off of like adventure games to this day, especially in like a pixel art Sierra retro kind of fashion. So it was just really cool to like, teach her that in a way and also ken williams didn't know about police quest 2 having a japanese version so i got to tell him that and i'm out i'm good i mean the two guys hey, i listened to that the together, interview two but, weeks ago oh yeah nice <laughs> thank you but That's yeah amazing. i mean so i mean, pretty much it's, it's amazing to i uh, i mean roberta williams yeah. That was pretty I mean, epic. <laughs> she did. I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, we have Roberta Williams to thank for the graphic adventure game genre that we all enjoy today. And there's just no way, there's, there's no two, way, two ways about that. So, so being able to, to tell her that the, the, the game genre she possibly thought was dead and buried and a relic of the 90s is still thriving and still doing very well and still living up to you know the, uh, the the pioneering stuff that she did uh, back in the 80s is that must have been really gratifying yeah i mean do i feel like you know i'm owed uh, some sort of income from colossal cave adventure absolutely yeah because it was our idea <laughs> No, I, I have a tremendous <laughs> lag, so I'm just filling time here. It was kind okay, of, you know, the seed, you might say. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, so, one short eye, you've had a, you've had a good think. Uh, anything come to mind? No, see, okay, I, I, I guess I have two thoughts about it. One is that um, I... Every project that I've done, like every video that I've done, if I think of somebody who would be good for it, I've gotten them. And I just, you know, because it's mostly been speedrun focused, there hasn't really been like anybody that I've approached that's said no, because they're mostly all speedrunners. Um, you know, I've had a couple people now who are not, um, you know, uh, like Ron Gilbert, which was pretty cool. But, uh, but I guess, again, yeah, like the focus was not the people who made the game. So it didn't even occur to me to be like, okay, well, you know, let's go, you know, talk to this person. I guess if, if I ever go back or if I ever go forward back, however you want to say it, um, and do either of the King's Quest games that I haven't done yet, which would be two and four, I guess I'd want to try to get Roberto on for it. I mean, I think that'd be interesting if, if nothing else than to just make kind of a joke out of it because really like i guess where part of my thinking comes from too is you know if roberta tell no matter what she says it's almost like it doesn't matter like if she comes on and says no nah, i don't really like you know people beating my games fast i don't think she would say that but if she did it's like okay whatever <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean getting uh getting roberta to talk about speed runs and uh, for the most part i think she's just overwhelmed that people still you know care and still play them know games. her and, mm -hmm. and and well yeah and 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 also uh, one thing that came to mind when i was interviewing her with a bad hangover uh was that the the different king's quest games sort of blend together in her mind it's like been so long ago 
that she doesn't really mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't really differentiate between them anymore. Well, she she also al- always she always like comments about how like she'll focus real hard on something and then move on, like get to the next thing and get to the next yeah. thing, get to the next thing. And so to her, I would imagine like all the King's Quest stuff, though she's proud of it, is like that stuff I did in the past. Like I'm, I'm yeah, past exactly. it. We're, we're, we've moved on. So. It's exactly the same thing. Some 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 musicians are the same. Like uh, they they record an album and it comes out and it's the most amazing top selling album of all time. You ask them about it six months later and they're like, I don't know. I'm working on some new stuff. Stop talking to me. And also, if you're gonna do King's Quest and you go on and you want to get Roberta on, you might want to do it fast before they all fuck off back onto their boat and sail around yeah. the ocean again. They were um, just waiting for the weather to improve, and yeah. that's essentially happening right now. So. Yeah, gotcha. Um, then they're gone. Cool. So, uh, last one on the uh, on the list of uh, geek, uh, still high in orbit, but hopefully a bit more. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so it's not yep. like you do. Yeah, I'm still. So, I'm, of... I'm. I'm still here. I think. <laughs> I mean, you. You sort of. You sort of. You sort of bagged your white whale right off the bat. You don't do a lot of interviews, but you did. You, you managed to to get Roberta Williams on your channel as well. So where to go from there? Uh, uh... Right, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did, but not in an interview. It was, it was kind of like a bit part in in the Colossal Cave uh, video. Uh, I, I, I actually prefer, I prefer doing that to doing just interviews. Uh, so I, I have done a few kind of straight interviews, but um, I kind of realized that I, I, I like doing more kind of um, scenes or skits, like incorporating mm-hmm. people, which, which is why I love doing kind of uh collaborations so much with people like i i really love doing that i i can't count the number of times that like trolls has like done something for me and i i've just kind of like randomly asked him to like you know oh just just say like just do this silly thing like say this silly line for this video and trolls will just do it like i i i kind of feel that trolls are just gonna do pretty much anything but uh yes (laughs) right exactly but i i (laughs) <laughs> that thank you trolls but uh no but i i i i really respect that because i because i really love uh collaborating and, and it always makes the the experience so much fun so i actually wouldn't um do so much of an interview uh i'd like to kind of like spend time with people and just kind of you know you know like when i did like a a video on um like you know a day in the life of a dev or whatever and i did uh uh, I went and hung out with uh, Aaron Gwinnett, who's like developing Naya, which is like which is a game that's like heavily inspired by Mist. And uh, you know, we, did, we just kind of went out, and he was just kind of recording some sound sound effects for the game, just like out in the wild. And we kind of you know walked all along the coast and got you know recording stuff. And it was just like a really really fun time. So I kind of prefer um to kind of see that, to see kind of like, you know, game dev in action kind of thing and kind of get mm. to know the people in real life. Um, I, I, I've been trying, I've been trying to convince the, uh, the Hobbs Barrow guys, uh, Sean and John, um, to, to go mudlarking with me. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't, if you don't that know what, be <laughs> because like in, in <laughs> right, like in, <laughs> which would be, which would be so awesome. Cause they actually do that. And if you don't know what mudlarking is, like it's basically digging for like buried treasure, um, you know, in like the sand or something like that. And it's in honor of like their very first game, Mudlarks. And so I've been trying to get them to do yes. it. Hey. But, like oh, they're very, be- they're very yeah. elusive characters, you know. They are, aren't they? 
when you come to Sorry, Seattle or Tacoma for our for our Hall of Fame, let's go mud digging. Whatever the heck. Let, let's go let's go mud Hell digging dude. for treasure. <laughs> yeah, let's do that, my friend. When you come to the convention, yeah. I'll, I'll do yeah. that with you, my friend. <laughs> I, I prefer to just go on a, on a drive-through. But yeah, uh, what what you're saying about uh, having people on as as like bit parts and skits and stuff like that, I I love doing that too. I'm uh, I'm not really a very good interviewer, if you've noticed, uh, but I do like blurring the line between uh, fact and fiction, so to speak. This started back when I was doing my podcast. I had this whole narrative arc going on in the background as I was talking about whatever shitty topic I was talking about, which eventually culminated in Josh Mandel reprising his role as King Graham in a post-apocalyptic society where he ends up eating human flesh and asking for ketchup. It was, uh, it just, it, that, it went completely off the rails. So that, that sort of disjointed uh, approach to talking about real life stuff, but baking it in this veneer of uh, fiction is, is very appealing to me. Um, I don't know. Just, Josh Mandel was great for 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 stuff like that. I just I just want to shout him out because he, he he goes along with everything. He's been in a few of our. I know he's been in in mm-hmm. one of uh, Geeks videos. He was in one of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just an amazing guy. Yeah, he's fan interaction. He did uh, like a, a voice for the Colossal K video. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Josh is such a good sport, uh, and and he's he's come through uh, for me on on a variety of levels he even played king graham again in the last king's quest episode i did the mask of eternity video and i was afraid to ask him like i I did like seven videos of king's quest and i was like should i get josh mandel to do nah he might think i'm being too harsh on the games and stuff like that and finally i i don't even remember i sort of backhandedly said oh i was i was going to get josh mandel but i was afraid to and then he pipes in and goes i'll do it so finally in the last episode i got i got josh in it's amazing well, he yeah. was even willing to sing on a record with us, do the old Freddie Farkas tune, and, and do it in tandem with a whole bunch of us to put on a record oh, for that, no other reason, right. just to say how awesome somebody else is, and then to raise money for charity subsequently, which is a okay, natural progression. What would progression. you guys do? <laughs> what would you guys do if he was to do, uh, if he was to do uh, improv comedy at the convention? I would love to see would, that. Would he be willing yeah. to do that? We've talked about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have a, my bare chest. Yeah, I have a, I, a an too. improv club, and I'm thinking about bringing uh, bringing some of my my team to to Seattle to do that, but, so we can all like hang out with Josh Mandel. And there's somebody else. There's another developer that I talked to on a podcast that said he was an improv comedian too. I can't remember who it was now. But, yeah, I think it might have been one of the Stasis, uh, the Brotherhood brothers. So I think that that might be a whole lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Josh Mandel was a uh, an improv comedian before he yeah. started at uh, at Sierra, and and is a, he is a tremendously funny guy just all around. Oh my gosh, really, video yeah. game based improv, I would die for that. Oh, Seriously, for sure. you guys, yes, improv, yeah, even more. So, good. or just a, oh, just a I- stand up routine on on adventure games, I would love oh to <laughs> just sure. see that. I would even love to <laughs> yes. do it. I did, yeah. I did, I did one thing. I did a, a you laugh, you lose challenge with Francisco Gonzalez, where we came up with the worst <laughs> stupid adventure game jokes of all time, and <laughs> none of none of us laughed until we got to the okay, we're done. Here's the here are the outtakes, and then came all the really dirty ones, and we could stop <laughs> laughing. Um, hey. Well, we are almost at the 10-minute mark, so I guess this is time for the uh, topic of the day, or the question of the 
months. I have to catch my. I almost said day, and then I said week. Now it's, now it's months. I swear. Uh, and uh, today's roundtable question today, this month's roundtable. Good morning, roundtable question is actually something that Anna pulled from the CGG camp. So uh, take it away, Anna. Sure. Yeah. So uh, what I'm looking to hear from everyone, and this is this is a question that's framed to everyone here, um, and that would be, what is your first adventure game that you've played? Is it the adventure game that influenced your love of adventure games? And if not, what game was it? Mm. Good one. And then you point to someone and put them on the spot. Right. Mm. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to go from left to right. So a uh, one short eye looking good there. I would love to hear your answer so very much. Sure. I was I was trying to think of which one it was. I don't remember exactly. It was one of the King's Quest games. I want to say it was five. It could have been that maybe four. It was around that time. Like, you know, we we, we got a computer that could run adventure games like early very early 90s maybe late 80s so some, somewhere around there um but uh yeah probably five and then that that was probably the first adventure game that i played and i we were just how to describe it it, it sometimes people these days don't seem to understand that during that time if you wanted something with any sort of resemblance of story or character even if it was paper thin um, adventure games are kind of where you had to go and that is what what drew me in and what kept me there and you know they've just sort of been marinating in my brain ever since and I get you know I remember playing King's Quest 6 for instance and just exploring endlessly uh, and that's yeah that's that's where I sort of got the bug I guess so the open the idea of it being an open world and like another place you can go to explore story and characters mm. without having to go to a book where it's totally passive or or a TV show. You're right. That kind of was the only way we could do that. that that's a good description uh, for mm. sure. Uh, Joshua, you're, you're next in the line there. So uh, what's your answer? Yeah. Um, the first adventure game that I remember uh, was not one that I actually played. My friend was playing it. And on his 386 computer, and it was it was Space Quest One, and I I don't remember. I don't think I ever played it myself because he was a dick. My friend was a dick. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. He's one of those kids that uh, yeah, you can watch, watch, but you can't touch. You can't. This tower so tall, you might knock it over. You know, mm, you know, double bird situation. (laughs) The first one that I truly remember me playing and understanding and like completing. And is King's Quest Five, and uh, and it did plant a, a, a little bit of a seed in in my head. Something that, that I didn't have much of a frame of reference, and, but that was marvelous, absolutely marvelous to me. It inspired me in, in in so many ways. And since King's Quest Five, that was always my like adventure games were always my my go to my go to game. So yeah, I I I believe I, I believe that's what it is. Can't really remember. I'm old. I'm old, man. Not as old as me, apparently. (laughs) Well, King's Quest influenced a whole bunch of us. I mean, if I throw my answer in here, it's it's King's Quest 4. My dad got it for me when I was about nine years old. It took me a year and a month to complete. I didn't get full points. I didn't win a trip to England, but I did, you know, (laughs) I absolutely fell in love with the genre. And every King's Quest game after that surprised and amazed me. And then Mask of Eternity did things to me, too, in in some way, shape or form, I'm sure. So, no, that's that's a good answer. Show me on the doll where Mask of Eternity touched (laughs) (laughs) 
thing. Good thing nobody can see the video here. But uh, yeah, Space Quest Historian, <laughs> you are next in the line. I would love to hear your answer to the question. Ah, well, the first adventure games that I played were probably on the Commodore 64 that my dad brought home when Sweet. my brother and I were uh, children in the 80s. Uh, that would be mid to late 80s, actually. Because uh, I was born in 1980, so I'm guessing I'm a little older than pretty much everyone here. Oh, uh, not by much. Not me. Not by much. Oh, okay. Well, um, so so the uh, first adventure game I can remember playing was a Commodore 64 game uh, called Murder on the Mississippi, where you basically just... It was basically a parody of... Uh, um, uh, murder on the Nile, or Death on the Nile, sorry, uh, where you run around the steamboat and you're this uh, weird British detective dude and you have a stocky little mutant who follows you around and takes uh, impeccable dictation and, um, uh, and basically interrogate suspects and, and, and all of that stuff. And it's, it's, it was completely brutal and uh, you know, non-linear and you could go to any room you wanted and every once in a while there'd be this magic dagger that just flew at your face and it, it's, it, was, it was weird, but it was ostensibly an adventure game. You you could uh, you could inspect things and, and comically when you went up to look at objects uh, the main character would just kick it violently until stuff fell out <laughs> it was amazing um i also played a little bit of a, a relatively obscure and unknown game you've probably never heard of it called maniac mansion we had that on the commodore 64 as well um but it wasn't until i was eight years old and someone sat me down at one of those parties you're you know your parents go to and they have to plunk, plunk the kit down somewhere so he gets stays out of trouble and they plunk me down in front of space quest 2 and obviously that planted a seed that uh, enabled me to ignore king's quest for the longest period of my life uh until i got into financial trouble a couple of years ago and had to play all those stupid king's quest games but uh other than that uh yeah so the commodore 64 got me got me started tried to code a few games on my own in basic and failed miserably but um it wasn't until i saw Space Quest 2. And then mm. my heart stopped beating for about two seconds. <laughs> I, I can see that. The it's the humor in Space Quest. Like, 4 ended up being my first Space Quest game, but the humor in the series caught me immediately, and then the whole series became one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, oh, that, okay. that's a great answer. Uh, Daniel, sitting there, I, I am super curious to hear. You've been interviewing so many people and, and, uh, and things. I'm sure you, you've got some interesting uh, ideas about adventure games and how they influenced you. Well, first of all, the people I interview are people who worked on the games I played and I loved as a kid. So if you, don't see any, if you don't see a lot of Sierra people over there, get the hint. <laughs> oh. yeah. well, anyway, um, the, the first adventure game I played was Maniac Mansion. And it is the game that made me fall in love with adventure games. And it also it's also the game that taught me some English. Each one mm. of the LucasArts games, Lucasfilm games and LucasArts games, taught me a different part of the English language. So, for example, there are words, there are specific words that I... And learn from specific games. For example, I learned the word picturesque when I was seven years old or eight years old when I played Monk Island 2. When he's looking at the waterfall, he's saying that it's picturesque. And I remember going to the dictionary and checking the, the definition of picturesque because I didn't know that word. So with Maniac Mansion, I was five years old 
and I didn't know a word of English. So I would basically copy the words visually on paper from the screen and then go ask my parents what each word meant. So that's how I learned the verbs themselves. And that's how I learned the inventory items. And since LucasArts games didn't have a text parser, then I didn't have to um, learn how to construct a sentence. I knew what the verbs meant and what mm-hmm. the inventory items meant. And if I'd um, encounter any objects on screen in a certain room, then I'd go ask my parents. And so I was really annoying as a kid to my parents <laughs> by asking them every, the meaning of every word in English. But um, I would imagine yeah. Sam and Max would have been uh, like a <laughs> an absolute crash course because that game is so verbal and so sarcastic. What yep. is crazy? Um, and, and Sam and Max is is I think the first CD-ROM game I got f- f- uh, was Monkey Island One, but mm-hmm. wasn't a talkie version. It was a CD-ROM game with the CD soundtrack. Right. So. Mm. Indiana, I think Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was the first CD-ROM game that I got as a talkie version first. Mm-hmm. And I think I never played the, the floppy version, and then I got the Sam and Max. It came out the same year, in 1993, the CD-ROM version of Indiana Jones came out, and later that year, in November, Sam and Max came out, and I got them both. So basically, the first, the first adventure games taught me how to write in mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. And the later talkie versions taught me how to talk. <laughs> the whole education and an education we actually care about. Like I wasn't very good in school. I didn't yeah, care about and, and, any of it, but I really cared about playing these games well. <laughs> and the thing is that back then uh, they started teaching English in the fourth grade over here. Mm-hmm. Nowadays they teach it uh, from the first or right second at the grade. Beginning. That makes so, sense. So by the time I got to the fourth grade, I already played all of the LucasArts adventure games that were out at that point. Yeah, so you're like, I can I teach you guys some English. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, All right, you know I like that. picturesque? Because I do. <laughs> and chasm, like, there are so many words, like uvula. <laughs> How many words have we learned from these games that we never prophylactic? <laughs> oh, you feel uvula? Wow. Yeah, you, you, uh, it's a King's Quest Four thing. Yeah. You have to tickle the uvula to... Do you, do you want to know something that's going to piss you off? You just have to type tickle. You don't have to type uvula. Oh, man, I never had to learn that word. You just don't have to get on this stupid fucking tongue. (laughs) Which there's a trick to, and it's super easy if you know the trick. And it's hilarious to watch people struggle now. It is, because you're just like... You could do it. So, uh, Adventure Geek, uh, being that Adventure Game is in your name, I'm assuming you must have an answer to this question. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, it's it's probably not a big surprise that my answer is King's Quest and like uh, specifically King, King's Quest <laughs> 1, I think, was the, yeah, it was the, the like the first game that I ever played. And I was pretty much kind of hooked on the King's Quest series like from then on. Um, I can't remember what computer I played it on. It, it wasn't my computer. It was my father's computer. I think he had a Apple II or something like that but it it was just like absolutely fascinating at the time because i'd never seen anything else like it and it was just like kind of like a magical experience basically um and and it like it uh it was more than just it was more than just like a game 
really. Um, it, it was one of those things where, like, I was I was thinking about it, you know, like when I wasn't playing it, and uh, you know, like drawing maps and kind of looking at the, you know, like the box and like all the feelies or whatever that came with it and everything. And I, it's just like, uh, um, you know, I was just like fascinated. I was fascinated with it. It, it, it was it was also like the like, like the sense of mystery. I mean, like like nowadays, like like, like the first King's Quest. It's a, it's such a short game. And you can finish it really quickly, like if you know what you're doing. But like back then, I didn't know what I was doing at all, and you know, I didn't know what the solution was. And so, like everything was kind of like uh, uh, like a mystery to me. Like you know, like I didn't know what was like beyond the like you know, how do I get beyond the river? You know, how do I get that mushroom that I see like beyond beyond the river? You know, like that was just such a such a mystery to me. And then like figuring figuring that out was just like kind of like a revelation, really um hmm. and so um yeah like that 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 was a really interesting point that that uh that you guys brought up in your um uh, uh cgg podcast which i did listen to <laughs> but where, like, where, where you talk about you, you know like get where you talk about getting like a dopamine hit um like solve solving the puzzle on your own and you know i i i guess i guess like i was kind of addicted to that and i still am addicted to that uh, which is why I try, I try as much as possible to like, you know, avoid looking at walkthroughs and stuff like that. Cause back in the day, you know, I, I just didn't do that. Like that, just that resource just wasn't available. Uh, I don't know. Geek. So, uh, yeah. And so you're not a dick. Huh? I mean, sometimes you're mean, but you're not a dick. I, I wouldn't call you a dick. Huh? Well, that what? <laughs> but yeah, I didn't get my first hit book until I got uh, Freddie Farkas in the early '90s. So I didn't even uh, I didn't use any hints at all to play games before that. I, I missed out on that. So that's just not my thing. I want to figure it out. I want the hit. I want the good stuff. So I, now, I here's, totally here's feel. This. I, I have to I have to interject here because uh, mm-hmm. actually there's 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 two things. First of all, I'm not very good at games. I'm not very good at adventure games. I'm definitely not good at any other type of games. And mm-hmm. I uh, when when I was a kid and there were no access readily available access to walkthroughs and stuff, I would lean on my good friend in grade school who was the only other guy who knew what the hell an adventure game was. Oh, you're lucky to and, have one. Just basically, oh. oh well, yeah, and, and mm-hmm. then everyone else hated us. But uh, we um, uh, so, so I would like lean on him and just go could you could you just tell me how to do the thing in the yeah um but adventure game keep brings up a very very interesting point which is actually kind of i wouldn't say detrimental to uh the type of content creation actually only to to my type of content creation honestly (laughs) um having the experience of an adventure game the whole exploration bit, the whole thinking about it while you're not playing and, you know, uh, getting invested in all that lore is kind of detrimental to the let's play format that's uh, popular. Let's players of adventure games tend to want to quicken the pace, tends to want to get to the next bit, get to the story bit and try not to bore the audience. And you lose mm-hmm. that that investment, uh, that, that personal investment you get from, from, from playing it, which is why I'm assuming everyone but me is doing non let's plays uh content one short eyes doing documentaries you guys are doing podcasts uh adventure game geek does v- uh, video reviews and uh, and and josh talks angrily at a camera um but <laughs> it's uh, it's it, that, that's actually kind of interesting and that's something mm-hmm. that's kind of lost when you do concentration on, on adventure games 
as opposed to like an FPS or an RPG st- stuff where stuff is moving all the time. Mm-hmm. I think too that uh, part of it for me is is like the kinds of games that I want to talk about. Most of they have let's plays already, and I don't know how much that I would add to it by play. You know, Gabriel Knight again. Like people can find that already. Mm-hmm. Well, before I move on, Adventure Game Geek, I want to say I think a lot of the the gameplay when you're trying to figure out a game on your own, or at least what I do, is a lot of the time I'm figuring it out passively when I'm going to bed or going for a walk, or I don't know. It's like being creative when I'm writing or something. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like in the back of my mind. It's always processing, and then all of a sudden, randomly, I'll be going like, "Aha!" Like as I'm going somewhere, and that that's part of like that feels as good as getting into the game and trying it, and then finding out it actually does work it's this like whole combination effect <laughs> <Yeah>. of dopamine <laughs> so uh, right Paul, right right yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> oh you can finish oh, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I was just, sorry i was sorry i was just gonna say yeah i i'm i'm exactly the same way where like you know like i go away and think about something like you know like for example you know when i was a kid and i was playing like the black cauldron um i got stuck on one part where you're like in a cell and i couldn't figure out like how to get out and it was like really early in the morning before I went to school. And then I had to go to school because I couldn't figure it out. So, you know, like I go to school and then I think about it when I'm at school and then I come back and then I try, try something that I thought about and, and it worked. So, you know, like uh, just like just like some, something like that was just just like really satisfying, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I could have just looked up a walkthrough and be like, oh, OK, you do that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. That's the and that's the nostalgia part of us too. Maybe at least for me, I like to remember how it felt to get that dopamine hit. I find it's kind of hard to do that with everything around always moving so fast. So to get slow dopamine is also slow nostalgia, and it also brings me back. So it's as again, it's a multi level hook. As you you know, see the big boxes behind me. Nostalgia is kind of a big deal for me in my life. And and also speaking of nostalgia, Paul, uh, same question for you. Uh, what was a game that influenced your love of games? Was it the first game you played? And if not, which one was it? Unclear. Um, but I do want to say, <laughs> back just a quick second to, to, to that last point, is that I remember Trolls did a video where he really put it, the best I've heard it so far, where he's like explaining what it was like to play an adventure game back in the day. And I think, Trolls, you were saying like, you would think about it your whole drive to work, you know, kind of like what Geek was saying about being in school. Like, you had all day at work and then you come home and try it and it still didn't work. And you had to like rinse and repeat for weeks or months. And we only had one game for a few months. Like basically we had nothing going on. So it wasn't, it wasn't really a big deal to, to have to sit on, you know, a single, that was like Sierra spring release for the next two years. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. But so, yeah, my answer is um, convoluted and just barely comprehensible as everything else. I usually say, um, I don't know whether it was Gold Rush, <laughs> Space Quest 2, or Police Quest 1. Like, we must have bought them all at the same time, I think, for the 2GS. And so I just have this, like, jumbled memory of all three of them, just firing neurons off. You're getting me all excited and, dare I say, moist. You but had it's a 2GS? <laughs> <laughs> Man, what I would have done to have had a me moist. to organize that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you two should get talking. Terrible word. Terrible word. <laughs> So I don't know, and it's something about the, the opening sequence of Space Quest Two. Like I remember that the most visually, but I, I gameplay wise, like Gold Rush and Police Quest. But either way, it was Sierra AGI text parser stuff. So I, I also learned, you know, how to at least spell English, even though I'm you know native speaker still. Like it helped me learn stuff. It I, doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it, but I learned I learned things through life sometimes. 
And that was one of the times. Yeah, Goldbrush so. taught you history. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. And, and to, to, you brought up an awesome point saying that, that you brought up the, the feelies in the, in the King's quest book. So like gold rush came mm-hmm. with like this 15 pound manual and just like getting, you get like, an, you get what you, okay. Regarding the old Sierra AGI games. Anyway, you kind of, you would get what you needed in the game, but you could always get like mm-hmm. another like 40, 60% more lore and more backstory from all the stuff in the boxes. And I remember taking that stuff with me to school and like, you know, it'd be like that thing I'd cling on to all day. I remember having Willie Beamish's mm-hmm. like journal with me, like all of fourth grade or whatever. It was just like, journal. you know, got, it got me through, you know, school, just going through those manuals. And yeah. So, you know, well, Gold Rush end. is great. It comes with the whole book. You can read about the, about the California Gold Rush and, and the locations they went to. It's like literally a historical book, not necessarily made for the game initially. So yeah, super cool. Good right. choice too. Yeah. And, and God. Damn, oh, oh, oh so. Oh, sorry, but you, you, I'm just going to say, oh, you sorry, had the Apatuchias versions, uh, which were like the super deluxe versions with, uh, you know, full music soundtracks and digital sound effects and 256 colors or however many it could display. So, my God, your introduction to the AGI games were, I was like, yeah, I got, I got a cute little tricycle. And then you, you come to school and, and, you know, the rich kid's got a fucking quad bike or something. Um, <laughs> so, like that dick I'm, friend who had a I'm Neo Geo or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm envious is what I'm saying. As I've been playing the, the, the 2GS versions whenever I do AGI games because they're just so fucking, they're, they're so spectacular and weird yes. in a way that you go, this cannot possibly be an 80s game, but yes, it is. Anyway, yeah, and sorry, like more he, saturated sorry. the colors. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, Paul's yeah. a bit of a version collector. He sent me. I'm like, he, I'm like, can I get a copy of Police Quest one? He'll be like, sure. Here's every version that has ever been made for every system ever. You might as well just take them all in case you want one in particular one over the other. I think I have four versions of Donald Duck's Playground from you. So. <laughs> yeah. Can I have one? <laughs> oh, wow. It's no, the good sorry. stuff, man. God, it's it's real. It's pure and uncut. You can't give them away. You literally. <laughs> yeah, you want some? <laughs> I I do. I do. It's Excellent. The first, I one think we'll the, all have to talk. Commodore sixty four memories. I have one of the, some of the best memories. Is building that fucking playground. Me too. Uh, it was my first everything, and my introduction to Al Lowe and and the whole format of what could be adventure games. That and uh, Sierra Championship Boxing. You kind of had this this unique format on both of them. Geek, I'm sorry, we're, we're, uh, we've interrupted you probably oh. 16 or 17 times now. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Do you still remember what you wanted to say? Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted by, <laughs> by a wasp, by a wasp that's in my room, and I, 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 I I've got to let it out after this. But uh, yeah, absolutely I, not. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm afraid of wasps. But uh, oh yes, I, I uh, before, 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 I have an electro zapper. No. <laughs> before geek collapses from an anaphylactic um, shock, uh, we'll just what, let you. What finish. was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I was going to say real quick, like yeah, following on from. Uh, from what Paul was saying, yeah, like uh, uh, I, I, I do have you know like a memory of uh, you know my family going on on holiday, and just before we went on holiday, I was I was expecting a delivery of uh, King's Quest, I think two and three. Um, th- this is when I lived in the yeah I lived in the UK, and they were shipping it you know from the US, and so it was like a big deal at the time. And so as we were driving on holiday, like I you know I got my copies of King's Quest two and three, and spent like the whole holiday just kind of pouring over like the boxes and like, you know, like everything in there, like, uh, uh, like in, in, in particular, like the, uh, like the, the magic spells in King King's quest three, I just kind of go through all of these and just kind of imagine like what would happen 
you know, right. like when I cast a spell, kind of reading the spell out to my grandmother or something like that. And mm-hmm. this is like even before I'd even like played the game. So, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, like play- players today, uh, you know, will complain and get really frustrated by that mechanic of having to like, you know, uh, type out the spell exactly like, you know, l- you know, and then if you, if you uh, make one mistake, then you're screwed. Right, mm. but I mean, at the time though, like that—that that, was—that was all part of the experience for me, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I actually added to like the tension, because um, right. like you know, I I was like making sure that I didn't make a mistake, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so like like that that was like part part of the charm, which, which today just you know, it just seems like uh, you, you know, such a uh. Uh, what's the word? Like an inconvenience or something? Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. like you should, you should have a re- like a really easy way to cast a spell, but like that—that's just not how it was. So anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, like that—that that, oh, that, I, I just have such a great memory of that. Mm-hmm. Well, know? it's a, so. it's a, it's an absolute terrible shame that uh, I'm going to have to stop this otherwise uh, interesting uh, group hug of a nostalgic road trip Aww. here. Oh, there's <laughs> One pa- uh, one parting word from the boss man himself. I see uh, he has his hand oh, up lightly and everything. Yeah, I just, there, there's two things I wanted to, to quickly quickly say. One, uh, we just got news that there's going to be uh, a new Deponia game. Ooh. How cool is that? Surviving Deponia. And the other thing is, yeah, cringe. Some, some people are cringing like, uh, collectively. Great, more, more Deponia is, to play. The, uh, the Space Quest historian did not mention his project that he has going on, which is is kind of kind of big right now. You're talking about soups on past the oh. bread guys, like oh, Kickstarter. Right. I forgot about is that active. one. Yeah, let's yeah. let's let's get some love going here. You want to give us a quick rundown of what you have going on, real quick? Charles, uh, yeah, I was I was gonna pass the mic around and and have people uh, do their uh, do their thing, but I, I I can I can go first. Yes, Please. so the uh, the uh, uh, the soups on project is that uh, my band Error Forty Seven, uh, we just emailed uh, George the Fat Man Singer out of the blue and said uh, we 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 quite like the Seventh Guest soundtrack. Would you mind if we did a cover album of it? And he said sure. And then we started working on it, and then it spiraled completely out of control. And now we're kickstarting a quadruple vinyl uh, for uh, for the project. Uh, so that's uh, uh, it's uh, it's already past the fifty percent funded mark, actually, which is very encouraging. And we've got some new rewards coming up because you know you know how kickstarters do they they spike at the start and then they sort of go into this little lull. And I think we're in the lull at the moment, so we're trying to get some new rewards going on. Hey, oh. Shit, I, I, I could probably give an exclusive right now. Let's do that. Yeah, do it, so do the it. new reward. I am, I am. The new reward's okay. coming up. No, I won't listen to this anyway. Uh, so the new rewards that are coming up is, one, we're going to do an interactive fan game to accompany the game, and one of the rewards is be a ghost in Stoff's mansion. Uh, and number two is that the Fat Man has allowed us to use his original soundtrack recordings, the original MIDI's nice. from the game. I said MIDI, cool. not, oh shit, it's, it's MIDI's. Um, to use as an additional reward, so there's going to be a make your own official soundtrack vinyl to accompany our reworkings of it. So that's uh, that's going to come out. Uh, we're going to announce that sometime next week. But now I just did. Nice. Right, and also follow me on SQ Historian on Twitter, and there's the YouTube thing at Space Quest Historian, and my Let's Play channel on uh, YouTube.com/sqhplays, which is a terrible format for playing adventure games. But I hope you will enjoy it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Let's go around the room. Let's see what uh where where can we follow you guys and where's uh where's where's the juice? Uh one short eye. 
Uh, yeah, one short eye on YouTube. That's where you're probably going to get the most uh, bang for your buck. I also have <laughs> Twitch and Twitter accounts, but I'm almost never active there. So, excellent. And uh, Josh, where should we find you? Yeah, you could find us at adventuregamehotspot.com. Also, you can find us uh, on YouTube, Adventure Game Hotspot. Yeah. Yeah, someone's someone I got the crowd. In the the crowd just went, <laughs> went wild at that. Yeah, all the all the bullshit. <laughs> at least it wasn't the power tool again. Um Yeah, and uh, once Anna is done sipping her coke, I said sip, not snort. Uh, <laughs> where can we find well, I, I guess it's you and Paul technically, but I'll I'll have you say it and then Paul repeat it at the end. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, you can find us the uh, CGD podcast on Twitter at CGD podcast, and Paul will probably tell you you can find uh, also Phantom Fellows on the same place, Twitter at Phantom Fellows. But I don't mean to take away all your thunder. We have a Facebook page, the CGD podcast page. We have a group, uh, Classic Gamers Guild. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at CGD podcast or heck, you know, this isn't the end of one of my episodes. But you can also send us an email, mail at classicgamersguild.com because that's what I got in front of you. But check it out. You can ask. Uh, our podcast is all over the place. Just say, play the Classic Gamers Guild podcast and we will show up whether you like it or not. Say it three times in a mirror and, he, and, and they show up. And then you have to Michael turn Keaton around. also shows up. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And then, yeah. You, and then you have to we get married to, to Winona Ryder to get you banished. And all. Yeah. So anyway. I would uh, totally do that. <laughs> Just to do the song at the end. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, might as well pass the uh, mic on to uh, the co-host of the CGG podcast, Paul, uh, because that whole Phantom Fellows thing. Ooh, that sounded interesting. Please tell us more. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm much more interested that, that the listeners go wishlist my bloody game. All right, just look, listen. It's been a long three years. I'm almost done. The, the podcast doesn't pay really anything. It's free. The game's not. So I really need you to focus on the game here. Um, PhantomFellows.com. It'll link you to all the stuff. You can go wish this on Steam. Share a tweet sometime. That's always or, or re, redo it, retweet a tweet. I'm not good at this still, but the point is, I'm making a game, and then I, I just, I really, I really need you to go ahead and wish list it. You know, I hate to really be that guy, game. but it's funny <laughs> as hell. I've played the demo. It's funny as hell. All right, Thank Geek, you, you're up. Where's the sauce? Oh, the source. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> so sorry, you, th- you kind of threw me off for a moment there. Uh, I'm. I'm on. U- I'm on YouTube, uh, Adventure Game Geek, and uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Point and Click Geek, uh, and that's pretty pretty much it. Uh, I also have a, a Twitch account, but I never really use that these days. Uh, after I found out that i kind of suck at streaming so yeah what i love about it is podcasts apparently (laughs) we're we're passing the mic around and going okay so where can people find you and one short eye goes i have these profiles i never use them (laughs) geek goes i have this twitch profile i never use it that's not the point of this well anyway (laughs) so let's let's turn the mic over to the man with the exploding wall daniel where can we find you and your lovely co-host well you can find us on Discord, discord.conversationswithcurtis.com, on Twitter, convoscurtis, and on Mastodon, same nickname. Um, you can follow us on Patreon, Conversations with Curtis. You can follow and donate on Coffee, coffee.com slash CWC. You can listen f- to our podcast on Spotify. Look for Conversations with Curtis on Spotify. 
Ooh. And you can follow me on Twitter, Daniel Albu, and on Mastodon. Or you can go to my official website, danielalbu.com. Yeah, and we should probably mention now that we've been plugging our various projects, you also have a thing going with uh, the Phantasmagoria fan game. What's that about again? Yeah, so uh, on conversationswithcurses.com, we have our fan sequel, which is Phantasmagoria. Fan, <laughs> F-A-N, because it's a fan sequel. And because we don't want Activision to sue us. And um, it basically contains new footage from the original cast from the first and second games. Uh, tons of Easter eggs, tons of new content, a lot of, um, a lot of content from our Patreon members. Um, various tiers get various perks in the game. For example, an email on Curtis's computer or a voice message on Curtis's phone or their own cubicle. So it's a lot of fun. So nice. if I remember right, that's all in browser, right? I seem to remember checking yeah. it out at one point. Yeah, so you don't uh, I recreated the, the SCI. I, I recreated the SCI engine in JavaScript. Holy Jeez. shit. Speaking of getting sued by Activision, uh, yeah, uh, the um, Space Quest 3 3D remake uh, came out, the Turbo Chimp did, uh, but uh, my band uh, did the soundtrack for that as well. So if you hop onto our Bandcamp page, there's a free link to the uh, soundtrack there. And the, the, uh, the remake is also free and apparently doing, doing quite well, despite some initial bugs and stuff. But hey, when's the last mm. time you played a game on release date that didn't have a million bucks? Quest for Glory 4! Oh, um, God. Thanks, Quest 7. Exactly. Space Quest 6, for that matter. Bugged up the ass yeah. if you had a Pentium. Um, anyway, that was our podcast. Thank you so much, everyone. I, I had a blast, and I hope you did too. If not, uh, the rest of the gang will be back, excluding me, for, <laughs> for next month's podcast. Um, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Josh to toss me on my ass, like, uh, like Roger getting fired from a monolith burger. But uh, he hasn't <laughs> yes. yet. So. I would never. <laughs> no, I love you. You're not much. addicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, but anyway, no. Thank you so much uh, for um, for tuning in, and we will see you next month. Actually, hear you next month because this is again audio only. I'm not used to this. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. Have fun. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which would be very very easy. Goodbye. Hitting the stop button.